Welcome to Naked and Counting, the longest-running podcast serving the Afro-Latin dance community. I'm Magna Capel. And I'm Leon Rose. We're here to discuss the topics that you want to hear in an informative and light-hearted way. Hey, what's up, Magna Gopal? What up, Leon? How you doing? Is that uh, delaying uh, our internet connection or are you just slow today? What's going on? <laughs> I was double-checking that I was connected to the right microphone, just in case, since we are, unfortunately, having to record this again. Yes, because Magna doesn't know how to press record. <laughs> and also if you know magna personally don't ever send her a message because she always takes the wrong context Listen. i said i sent her a message saying i was going to be there in 10 minutes and she responded by saying what let me read it out wait 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 hold on hold on <laughs> before you start reading my response you did not say i'm gonna be late by 10 minutes he just sent me a message saying said 10 minutes late extra exclamation exclamation now leon if you know leon you know that he has a tendency to be a pain in the butt and kind of <laughs> throw the throw the shade here and there just as a joke and it was 7 a.m our recording was scheduled for eight i'm already setting my stuff up almost ready to join and he's like 10 minutes late and i'm like what are you talking about? We said 8 a.m. It's 7.58. And then he says, I'm running. And yes, I, I said, okay, I thought you were yelling at me. You see? You see? <laughs> That's typical Magnus. So don't you, you said it. You Listen, see, but you see the, the nonsense. I want to say that that's also typical Leon. Oh, that seems like typical Magna blaming everybody else. That sounds like typical <laughs> Leon trying to shrug, shrug off the blame and the responsibility. This is not the podcast we're supposed to be recording. Anyway. <laughs> this is not the podcast, but this but is anyway, the podcast. This is the podcast, apparently. All right. So last week, or not last week, last um, episode I was talking, I mentioned uh, my dance partner, Anna Villa, and she came up with an idea for um, a podcast. So I'm about to read it out to you. Okay, so what she said was, what actually makes a pleasant dance for a leader and a follower? A leader might enjoy more if they can just do moves, whereas a follower might just might not want to do nonstop hand movements for three minutes. To what extent can a follower actually influence the dancer? Now, this is an inter interesting question because I remember um, Edie the Salsa Freak, she used to do something called hijacking, where she would stop the guy and she would teach the ladies if you know if you're if you're going to if you find that your partner is going too far or maybe doing too many moves or you want to feel the music she would teach the ladies how to stop and then do their own thing now that's a little bit like west coast right i know you dance a little west coast i know west coast the ladies have all the followers have a lot of opportunities to freestyle and interact and do their thing i come from salsa and Back in the days, all we knew was moves. So we would just want to do moves. And over the years, I've developed a lot of my own kind of things. But as the years have passed, I realized it's not just about what I'm doing. It's about connecting with my partner. So I like to find a, find a way to connect. But one thing that can be annoying with the hijacking thing is, you know, if somebody is really into the music 
I don't know if you've felt this, but I, it's happened to me a couple of times where somebody knows the song inside out and then they're going for it and then they're not paying attention to the lead. They're just really hitting those breaks or singing or, you know, doing their little footwork or, you know, looking up in the air with their hands up, you know, praising the, the salsa gods, which is great. But if there's two people in the, the dance, it's not so comfortable. And how do you deal with it? Because I don't think you're necessarily a hijacker. But I do see you take those opportunities to to do your thing. So I agree. I wouldn't say that I'm so much of a hijacker either. Uh, I like the term influence, interpret, redirect instead. When it comes to the follower inserting her own interpretation, I think it's really important for the follower to understand the space and the time within which she can without ruining the flow. I'm not a big fan of like stopping and blocking things completely. Like even with West Coast, when I was dancing and checking that out in some of these events, those dancers, the leads, expect that the follow was gonna insert something. So any movement that I would do, they would kind of respond to it and we'd play off of that. But in salsa, the focus is on moves that are guided by whatever is inspiring the leader. And I don't want to stop that flow. Like that's been my focus in my dance is figuring out how do I share my interpretation and my expression and influence the outcome of this moment by redirecting the leader's momentum in a way that allows me to interpret, but also maintains the flow. And I totally understand what you're saying about like some followers kind of really go in and I, you, you crack me up when you said like praising the lords of dance, because I've seen that too. And sometimes it's, it's both partners, you know, they, they kind of separate and they are really feeling and vibing and singing along to the song and it works out. But when one person doesn't understand it or doesn't know it, especially if it's the lead and the follower is doing all of that stuff, it looks really awkward and can feel really awkward because the leader's like, let me get back to my comfort zone, which is movements. I don't know what they're saying. And the follower is like, how the hell do you not know what they're saying? I'm going to continue singing to the song. So I'm not a big uh, fan of that kind of connection or lack thereof for Followers who want to interpret, who want to kind of, you know, how do you get your own? How do you get what it is that you want from the dance without disrupting the flow? Well, one of the steps is heightened awareness. So you need to know your fundamentals. You need to know the timing of the dance inside out. And you need to understand the basics of connection. And then when it comes to the basics of connection, it's not even so much about like, oh, this is where I'm supposed to put my hand. No, you need to understand the intricacies of that connection, like how much force is being there, how much resistance and tension, and then you could know where to redirect it. And then my biggest tip is you have to know when to abort the move, when to completely abandon the movement, just like leads, when they're trying to do something, like I'm sure you've started dancing with someone and you feel like this follower is an advanced follower and you're like, all right, you know what? I think I can lead a triple here. And you go for a triple and you realize after that first spin that she is actually not, she might be advanced in other areas, but not great at spins. So you abandon your triple and go for a double. Likewise for followers, if you're trying to insert something, some kind of expression of your own into the dance and you notice 
that it's not going to work out, you need to be able to abandon that and very quickly adapt whatever you're doing to get back into the fundamentals, into the basic, into the regular connection that the, the lead is expecting. Have you ever faced this situation where you're on the dance floor? Because I know you've performed where you're hearing a song that you've performed to and you know it inside out. And I don't know about you, but me personally, it's like, for example, let's take uh, take it back. 2005, I wasn't even born yet, but I was performing... Um, <laughs> I was performing Man's World with Yaki and Frank Santos and Susana Montero. I knew that song inside out. It was actually my first ever show where I did Shines. And I knew that inside out because I, I, I never really felt comfortable just doing Shines like that. So I said, let's go for it. And I know that song so well that if it come up on the, in a club or in the Congress or whatever else, I couldn't dance with it. It just felt uncomfortable for me because I know the choreography so well. I know it's going to be uncomfortable for my partner because I know I'm going to be flashing back to that moment. So I prefer not to dance to that to that particular song. I have done. I can be disciplined and just say, okay, forget what I know. But it's for that particular song, I prefer to just let it go, just watch everybody else interpret. And for me, that's actually fun to see how people interpret their dance. But um, I don't want to subject a partner to a mini concert and uh, you know take away their enjoyment or you know just just get carried away in the music you can get carried away but for me dance is an art form and when two people are dancing together that's two people making art not one person so there are ways of including your partner it's something that I started uh, not just started teaching but it's something that I've, I've really trying to get involved um get my students involved with is to just connect we don't need to do anything complicated but we need to connect even just a look you know you can still feel the music but if you bring your partner into what you're feeling then you've just created a, a masterpiece absolutely but i want to talk about the part about performing um, or rather dancing to a song that you perform to i know that feeling of like how could i dance this with anybody because i know i'm going to break back into my routine but if you're dancing with a partner who is uh, not only advanced enough to hold her own, but also comfortable with you, like you have rapport, in that case, your connection comes before your, your kind of personal rapport and connection comes before the dance connection. So it works out anyways, versus like you trying to cater the dance to staying connected you're already connected. Like you and I, if uh, Man's World came on, I would love to have a dance with you and do my own thing while you do your own thing. And then me try and copy some of your moves or whatever I remember from- That would be so annoying. I don't care because <laughs> that's our connection. <laughs> that's our connection. Any other song, but that one. That's the one I'm going to ask for. Next time oh, we see each other, God. I'm going to request it specifically. and be like, oh my God, Leon just- you know, made this request. He didn't want to bother you as a DJ, but, you know, he asked if you would kindly play A Man's World and it's going to come and I'm going to come and harass you. Anyways. I'll be glad to hear it. We'll be dancing. Trust me, folks. I have my ways of annoying him onto the dance floor. Um, but I was, I was thinking about that when you were mentioning that because Hustler, you know, that, that song. And Hustler, lots of people have danced to it. Lots of people. Oh, I did as well with yeah. uh, Gordon and those guys. Exactly. And there was actually an event in Atlanta a while back 
and I've taught to that song and um, Gordon's also performed to it. And so we had a dance, a social dance to it, which was just fantastic, but we barely did any partner work. And this is a long song. We both knew the song and we both had interesting interpretations to it. And Gordon's, you know, out of the box, really free flowing in his creativity, but it was a great dance. Now, someone watching that from the outside might be like, what the hell are they doing? That's not salsa. But for us, we had a, we had a blast. So I think ultimately, if you're trying to get yours, you know, if you're trying to get yours in terms of this is how I enjoy myself, there are a couple of ways you can do that. Either you can understand the dance really well so that you can insert your expression, your interpretation within the dance while you maintain the flow. You can adapt whatever it is and say, what I want is really just the connection. And so it doesn't matter what I feel like interpreting. I would rather have the connection and that's good enough. I've gotten mine by getting the connection or you choose your partners accordingly. And that's okay too. Cause I know people are like, Oh, you should say yes to everyone. I'm like, no, not, no, you shouldn't because you should be allowed to go and get yours. Like there are some songs that I hear and I'm like, oh my God, I know exactly who I want to dance the song with because I just know we're going to be on the same wavelength. Sure, I could try with somebody new, but sometimes there's that drive within you to be like, I just, I just know exactly who I want to dance with. You know? And if you have that opportunity, you go get that dance and you get a chance to express yourself exactly as you like. I was thinking, why are you on the dance floor? And you're having these kind of connections, these interactions, and you're really feeling that music. Why not whisper in their ear, listen to Naked and Counting? Depending on how much they've had to drink that night or, <laughs> or how uh, dark it is, they might interpret or might only hear Naked, but be specific and say Naked and Counting. It's a podcast. Yeah, because if you, if you don't say that, that night... And that conversation might go in a completely different direction. <laughs> and we want to hear all about it. So if you do have any, <laughs> if, there are, if there are any babies made because you were just trying to simply share this podcast, we want to know. And we want you to call your babies, Leon and Leonie. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Naked and Counting and check us out individually at Mr. Leon Rose and at Magna Gopal. We will catch you in the next episode. Don't forget to listen to Magna's other podcast. Empowered with Magna. Until next time. Bye-bye. Ciao.